Hello, everyone. It's Jerry at the Fledge, and welcome to season two, episode 64 of Every Damn Day. And today I've got Jeremy Like, our great friend with It's Fixed, and we're going to talk about IT and building a YouTube channel and following and how to monetize that and all kinds of IT stuff that Jeremy loves to talk about. So how are you doing today, Jeremy? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing great, too. It's nice to see you on the show again. Last year, you were on the show and uh, had a project that uh, had a few lessons in it, but uh, it was, I think it was a good project, but you're going to talk about something different today, huh? Yes. So tell us about yourself. Tell us some history, some stories. Uh, stories. I guess, I guess I should start at the beginning. I, I was actually born in Lansing, but I grew up in Mullican, went to Grand Ledge schools. Um, I, I wasn't the, the typical go to college right after high school type of person. I, I messed around at LCC for a number of years and then I drew a line in the sand and went back to school at Central uh got a bachelor of science in information technology focusing on networking and then back to back with that i ran right to capella university and got a master's in information assurance and security so um it is in my blood yeah. <laughs> you could say <laughs> and you uh so tell us some of the things that you've done, because I think you went from student to teacher. You went, you know, started a company. You've got had some jobs that you've done here and there. Yeah, I uh, when I graduated from Central, I started working at uh, well, first I started working for um, uh, a contracting company and I worked th uh, through them at uh, Spectrum Health in Grand Rapids for about a month and a half, uh, and I was I was uh, in the building when the helicopter crashed into the side of the hospital. If anybody remembers that back in June of two thousand eight, yeah. Um, you know, thankfully nobody was injured, but it was it was rather interesting for the rest of that day. Um, from from there, I went and worked at a uh, local Fortune five hundred insurance company that I'd prefer not to name. <laughs> Um, and, uh, after that I went and spent four years teaching IT courses at a now defunct, uh, um, vocational college. And then after, uh, coming off from that, I started a company, uh, it's fixed as came out of that, uh, started working for doing tech for some local nonprofits. Um, and then I ended up at a library. So that that kind of catches us up from 2008 to now, I guess. So uh, something about when you were teaching, uh, I always talk about the value of your learning experience, including a stint at teaching what you've learned. So do you think you learned a lot more while you were teaching or while you were a student or how, how did that ratio look? I, I, I didn't ask a fair question. I think teaching reinforced a lot of what I learned in, in my, my two degrees. 
Um, and there were also some life lessons that, um, you, you know, being, being a white guy from the burbs, um, it, it was something that wasn't obvious to me until I was teaching. Um, I, I had one class in particular that was, um, in large part minority students. And I was having some trouble getting through to them and, and really connecting with them with the material. So I, I found a uh, channel on YouTube that had a, a man that looked more like them. And by golly, those, those students, they sat up straight in their seats and their eyes got wide and they were paying attention. And, you know, it, it just, it, it was like a light bulb went off on top of my head. And, you know, it's like, okay, I can, I can, I can use this. You know, yeah. so it's it's um, one of those things that you, you know you you can't white explain things to people, mm -hmm. and you you sometimes got to think out of the box and and approach the 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 subject from a different angle and and you, you know it just it worked out so well. I still just. I revel in that, that whole experience and, and making that thought process change in my head. Yeah. You, uh, I'm really proud to know you. I, I think, you know, when the, especially during the pandemic, those, those days in the beginning and what happened, um, uh, with the protests and the killings and all of that, you were consistently an advocate for, what I consider the right side um, for racial justice and for fixing these equality inequalities and inequities. Uh, yeah. I'm and you really took a look at the bias and you, you called it out a lot of times, even in meetings that I was in, is that a mullet, an IT guy from Mullican <laughs> doesn't seem like that's going to be the route that, uh, uh, you were taught. No. And in fact, one of the, I, I guess you could call it the, the dirty little secrets in my family. Uh, one of my father's cousins uh, was in an interracial marriage and I've got two cousins that are for all intents and purposes, black, it, you know, their, their mother is white, but they present as black and, you know, they moved to Detroit to be closer to their dad after the, relationship broke up and you know it was one of those things where you, you know it's like okay well some of these situations aren't likely to happen to me however what about those two cousins of mine who you, you know through no fault of my own or their own we've never really connected because of you, you know things that were prevalent in the 70s and 80s and and mindsets that were prevalent at that point in time and it's like for for me that's that's not the way i want to be you know and america is a melting pot you, you know um there there was a uh a movie that came out years ago called bullworth and the these this politician kind of goes off the rails and he's he's in um, 
a, a tough part of town, shall we say, I guess. And there was a, an older woman, that uh, older minority woman, that, that told him, looked him right in the face and said, everybody's just going to keep effing everybody till we're all the same color. And it's like, you know, th there's some truth in that. <laughs> there's some well, truth in that. The, uh, the white population's getting smaller, that's for sure. So I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too. I'd like because to I suspect that the the brown and black people are going to treat us better, us as in white people better than we've traditionally treated them. One hundred percent believe that. So, so um, you know, I, I don't know in, in all my circles if if these opinions are popular, and I, I don't care. You know, I'm I'm over forty. <laughs> Um, you know, and at a certain point in life, you just stop giving a damn what other people think and, you know, just have your own opinions. And, you know, if it doesn't harm anybody, then let it be. Yeah. I like that you're doing what's right. So hey, before we get into it's fixed, well, let's get into it's fixed as it relates to the uh, volunteering and donation of time with the Fledge, and then tell us the other stuff that uh, you do with It's Fixed. Uh, so, I mean, even before It's Fixed was around, I was, um, you know, enamored with the Fledge from the Grand Ledge days and saw it as, as one hell of an opportunity, and it's, it's even grown more so since it moved into Lansing. And... You know, it's like I've got a skill set that I can lend. And, you know, if if people want to learn from me, uh, you know, I'm good with that. You know, I, I want to give back in some way. I'm not working some high paying, you, you know, super stressful um, backstabbing corporate job at this point. And, you, you know, I don't have a lot of money, but. I'm willing to give back with my time. And to me, that's, that's just as well. Um, you know, I still am pushing, you know, services to people that, you know, if they can afford it, I'm open to bartering. I'm open to, you, you know, um, you know, tell me your story in exchange for the work I'm doing. You know, life is too short to, not go out there and meet people and, you know, forge some new relationships. And I, I think the pandemic has, has driven that home to me um, because I, I tend to be rather introverted out of habit, I suppose. Uh, and it's something people have told me I was over the years. Um, but, you know, being as isolated as I've been over the last, two years or so, um, I, I'm finding that I have more of an interest now in getting out and talking with people more. Yeah, that's the characteristic that uh, IT people are always given, right? You're an introvert. Whether right, you are right. or not, they just assume. Right. Um, well, Antisocial, you, have... you know, live in your mom's basement. Um, you, you know, it, it's... There, there are a number of cliche ideas that are attached to IT people. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to point out that the, the Fledge is a 
a fairly high-tech building uh, here in Lansing. Uh, we've got Raspberry Pis and Arduinos and sensors and smart plugs and smart lights and all of that. Uh, but you've also set up a an IT infrastructure that's held up for four years now um, with basically no budget at all. And I just think it's amazing that the lights come on every day, let alone um, <laughs> our internet and all of that. Right, right. Not because of the lack of knowledge and skill, but because of the lack of resource we've had to build this infrastructure. And right. you've helped us make it work. Well, and, you know, a lot, I, I will I will credit, you know, some other uh, YouTube personalities that I've learned a lot from. And... To me, the infrastructure at the Fledge, the, the, the network and, and other technology infrastructure at the Fledge, it's come down to making solid choices in equipment. You know, it may not be the newest, fastest, um, buzzword-laden, um, brand name stuff that everybody has heard of, but it's solid equipment and it just works. So, you, you know, I, I can't say that I did this by myself. You, you know, I, I've definitely learned from others and taken equipment suggestions from others. And, you know, the, the, the proof is that four years that we've gone with, you know, little dollar investment uh, into that infrastructure and, you know, it's, it's held up. <laughs> it's held up. You know, it's all going to crash this weekend because we're talking about this. Probably. <laughs> so I'm knocking on the wooden table. Um, you know, that, that kind of reminds me of another subject that I think is a passion of yours. We not always going for the best, taking a refurbish, taking a uh, something that we might have found somewhere else or got from a different system and making it work. That keeps those out of the landfills that keeps them from just being trash. Yes. And um, yeah. you, you know, th there are a lot of problems in the world right now. And you, you know, the, the things that are making the news, a lot of it is the, the war going on right now in Eastern Europe and the pandemic. But at the end of the day, we've still got, you know, people not recycling computers properly. They end up in landfills. They end up being dumped in, in um, less fortunate countries. I don't necessarily want to call them all third world countries, but less fortunate countries than our own. And, you know, the, the construction of these machines and the way they're disposed of, it gets in the drinking water. And so, you know, one of my kind of pushes lately is, you know, how can we repurpose computers to keep them out of the landfill? How can we, you, you know, take two or three computers that don't work and make one that does and get it in the hands of a kid that, you know, his or her parents are reluctant to let them loose on their computer because they might need it for work from home. They might need you know, it, it could be a number of reasons. They don't want to let the kid loose, but that stifles the learning process. And, 
you, you know, I, I look at even a 10 year old computer and it's faster than the computer that I use to get me through high school and college. <laughs> so, you, you know, um, there, there are a lot of things that you can do, you know, whether it's going to be a desktop machine, whether it's going to be, you know, a little appliance type machine that you, you take your grandma's uh, CD collection from the last 40 years and you rip that to digital and then you can, you know, play it on your, your phone when you're traveling down the road. There are mm -hmm. ways to do that that are completely free. And, you know, if you've got a little time to keep putting CDs in that CD drive, you, you know, you don't have to pay for a Spotify or a Pandora or, you, you know, whatever. And, you, you know, since you've got the physical discs, you can do that. Now, of course, the record companies might like you to pay for the services because then they're getting getting a cut. But if you've got the physical CDs, they already had a cut at one point or another. Yeah. Don't keep paying for something that you've already bought. And you're a big uh, heavy metal fan. Yes. Yeah. Um, old school heavy metal. Yeah, Black Sabbath. <laughs> Deep Purple. Um, you know, Hendrix. Um, you you always White have steak. a quote from one of them for every situation, it seems like. Well, you know, there, there is a quote for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, you know, Ozzy famously said, for all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most. So, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so as, we, as we move on to the YouTube channel, which I don't want to quite jump into yet, what, if, if, what would somebody typically need help with and how would they reach out to you if uh, they wanted that help from you? All right. So um, typical things that people need help with today, especially you know, a lot of people are using and renting cable modems from, from the big cable companies in the area. Um, you can save yourself, you know, a 5 to $10 charge every month by buying a cable modem that would cost between, you know, $90 and $120. And over the course of a couple of years, it'll have paid for itself, um, you know, more than once is, you know, I've got a cable modem behind me here that I bought in 2013 and it's still going and the cable company hasn't increased the speed enough to exceed the specification of that thing. So, you, you know, knock on wood, I'm just going to keep using it until it dies. Um, but I'm not paying that five or $10 a month to the cable company to rent it. See, um, we got, Oh, sorry. I was just going to add that we got to figure out a program because some people don't have that hundred dollars to right. make that investment, to save that money. We should right. figure out a program to try to help them with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because it is, it again is somebody in a position of power. You need the internet. So therefore you need this thing yes. taking advantage of somebody that doesn't have the cash flow to do it. It's a, it's a subset of payday loans or Absolutely. credit card exploitation. Absolutely. Exploitation. Um, yeah. I like that you're pointing that out, but sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, no problem. You know, you know, other things that, that people don't realize is that a wired 
network connection using an ethernet cable between your network equipment and your computer is always going to be more reliable and more stable and faster than using Wi-Fi. Everybody loves Wi-Fi and yes, I, I do too. It's convenient, you, you know, but if you need stability for working at home, for streaming video, for going live on YouTube or other platforms, you want that wired connection in place. So, so that's that's another thing people need help with. Um, and you don't have to go into the store and buy the cables. You can have them custom built. I can build cables, custom length cables for you. Um, and, you, you know, there are a number of other things that I can offer through It's Fixed. Um, you can find our website at HTTPS It's Fixed dot today. Uh, and the phone number to reach me through that is 517-649-4617. So there is a contact form on the website and, you know, feel free to, to uh, hit me up with any inquiries and I'd be happy to get back with you and get something set up. One, one of the uh, things that you used to do, I think you still do do it, but I don't know how often that much, is r starting to focus on helping seniors that might have a kid that they can pay for it. They, could, they, they would pay for it just so they don't have to help their parents. Yes. I always thought that was brilliant because... You know, I would much rather help someone else's mother than my own, not right. because I don't love my mother, but because we're going to get in a fight about something <laughs> just because of the way we communicated and something right. that happened when I was 14 years old or whatever, you know? Right. And uh, I just thought that was brilliant. Are you doing much of that? I haven't been lately, but it's still an angle that I'm very interested in because, you know, um, be, being being in Gen X, you, you know, we've got parents who are typically in that baby boomer type of um, generation. They didn't grow up with computers. And even if they've used them for 30 years, as they age, there are things that they might have been doing for 25 years that they're just going to suddenly not remember how to do. I've been through this with my own father. And, you know, there, there are, there are times that I do get frustrated with him. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've kind of turned this around on him and reminded him how frustrated he got with me when he was trying to help me with algebra when I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> and so, you know, that kind of, it makes us both laugh and it lends some perspective to the situation. And, you know, then we can kind of move forward and get stuff done. Yeah. So, so it's, it's all about having an angle and, you, you know, trying to relate to the people you're working with. Let's uh, let's flip over to your YouTube channel, because that's that's another exciting part of what you do. Um, and maybe the fastest growing part of what you're doing. Uh, what do you want to tell us about your channel? Uh, YouTube channel. Um, well, let's first tell you where you can find it. If you go to YouTube.jeremylike, 
that's like spelled l-e-i-k dot com youtube.jeremylike.com it will redirect you to my youtube page um my videos are pretty technical in nature so i understand they're not for everybody but you know the interesting thing about it is that i have got um people responding from many countries around the world thanking me for my efforts in doing this you know far wider a far wider um audience than i could find if i just focused on lansing or just michigan or just the midwest or just the us you know i've got i've had people in africa and india and you know eastern europe and israel and all over the place you, you know leave me feedback for these videos and saying how it helped them you know get through a process that you know they could probably sit and read the documentation for you know i've spent plenty of time over the years reading documentation but video is where it's at right now yeah you, you know if you don't have a video for something you you're you're in the stone age you know yeah. <laughs> for all intents and purposes and the the barrier to entry for video is lower today than it's ever been. Everybody is walking around with one of these in their pockets and you can start with that. You can start a YouTube channel with just your cell phone. And as you grow, you scale with better equipment. Once you reach the limitations of what you've got, you know, I, this stuff I've got all around me and all this mess of cables, it didn't happen overnight. You know, it's been five years in the making and it's happened a little bit at a time as I've come to the realization of what I needed and what would work for the type of videos that I want to make. But anybody can do it. I mean, hell, I've got a face made for radio, but, you know, here I am. <laughs> do you use a, you are on the screen most of the time, but you also do a lot of screenshot or not or a video uh screen capture i guess i should yeah, say screencasts yep. that uh really helps people understand as well and yeah sometimes your stuff you know how to install the new linux platform isn't going to be for everybody but when you've got that worldwide audience it's going to be for somebody and enough somebody's you're right. growing right how many subscribers three thousand two hundred and sixty nine yeah and you're, are you closing in on a million views? Did I read that? Um, I should be at a million views by the end of this year or uh, by the first quarter of next year. Yeah. And you get a check every once in a while. Yes. All right. So, so I, I've been monetized since uh, 2020. And uh, the checks are starting to happen a little more frequently. And I'm not going to complain about that. Um, I'm not getting rich, but it's uh, it's it's nice to have something that I can turn around and and reinvest into equipment. Yeah. So, um, what more do you want to tell us about the YouTube channel before we kind of start wrapping up here? Uh, I'm live every Sunday at eleven o'clock. Eastern because I, I'd like to mention the time zone because I have people from all over the world. So, um, you, you know, 
11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, and, <laughs> you, you know, a lot of times I will have um, some sp specific topic I'm covering, but there are also plenty of breaks between the topics for people to ask questions. And I'm starting to get more of a following in the chat. So if you've got a question, a tech question, there are people that frequent my chat on my live streams that have been in the field longer than I have. And so if it's a question that I don't have an answer for, chances are you can probably ask that question during the live stream and either get an answer or make a contact with somebody who can help find you an answer. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, don't be put off by the technical nature of what I cover, because at some point you're going to have a question that is beyond your capabilities, not you specifically, Jerry, but just in general, uh, beyond your capabilities. And unless you want to spend mad time researching, you know, this is a good free way to, you know, get, get answers to questions. Yeah. Well, I got stuck on something. I could have probably figured it out with enough time and enough figuring out what tool to use, but I came to you immediately. You get the tool out, you did the thing, and our Litecoin miners were up and running within an hour. And uh, yeah, I think that, you know, you talk about giving away your time, but you also give away your knowledge and the, the tools that you have. So it's your time, tools, and talents that you uh you help us out with and help others too i know you've well, done a lot of work for other i people. i, I want to add to that and say that a lot of the tools that i use are predominantly open source yeah you know if i were working for a company that was actually building the tools i may want to hold that as a secret but if it's something that's free and available for anybody to use I'm going to spread the word. I'm going to evangelize all day long and, and, you know, sort of take that, uh, guy Kawasaki, uh, role that he had in the early days of Apple mm -hmm. and, you know, just be the one to help spread the word because there is a lot of things that a lot of people do that they're spending a lot of money on and they don't have to. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, what, what advice would you like to give somebody in any of these space spaces that is something simple to do that would be, you know, impactful on our community or on our environment or on the digital divide or whatever? The best thing I can say is that everybody's got a story. Everybody has an area of expertise or even just knowledge. And if you ask them about it, a lot of them are willing to, to share information. You, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a great thing to pass knowledge along to people, you, you know, and as I'm growing older, I don't have kids. So it's like, okay, how can I leave a mark on the world and passing along knowledge, you know, leaving these YouTube videos out there, um, and, and if they serve no other purpose, you know, in 50 years when I'm dead and buried, then, you know, 
at least somebody might get a laugh out of them. <laughs> you know, look at how primitive our technology was in, in, in 2022, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, you, you know, life moves at a fast pace and, you know, pump the brakes, talk to somebody that you might not normally talk to, you know, you know, ask them what their pain points are, what, what, what can they use help with? And then, you know, maybe they'll in turn reciprocate and ask what they can help you with. There's nothing wrong with bartering, even in this high tech era we live in. That is such great advice and not probably not the advice most people expected from the IT professional. So now you guys know why we know why we love uh, Jeremy and it's fixed and everything he does for us around here. So thanks for being on the show. Um, that's another wrap for every damn day. I do have another show scheduled for tomorrow at noon too. So we love you all. Thank you for watching and we will see you later. Thank you. Thank you. Oops.